Hey there. Welcome to Into the Fire. I'm Rob Reed, President of Bison Fire Protection, and every week we go into the fire and pull out life lessons learned from frontline professionals and apply them to fire protection, fire safety, and most importantly, everyday life. This week, I want to talk to you a little bit about failure. And I'm going to tell you that in business, anyone that hasn't had failures hasn't either had one yet or they're lying to you. Now, I'm going to tell you one of mine. Years ago, started an e-commerce business and we thought, man, I got this absolutely by the tail. We're going to set this thing up. We've got all kinds of products we can sell. We're going to run right across the country with it. But where did we go wrong? Well, first off, great concept, but no planning. We didn't plan it out anywhere near the way we should have. Second problem that we had, of course, was that we went with a custom website. We didn't sit back and say to ourselves, you know what, we need something off the shelf. We thought, no, 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 we're going to do a custom thing. It's going to be perfect. It wasn't. It was a disaster. The web designer never, ever hit the nail on the head. In the end, that's actually what caused us to shut down the business and not want to move forward with it. And now I'm going to tell you, the life lesson that I took from that one, or at least a business lesson, was be a Boy Scout, be prepared. Always have yourself ready for what's going to be going on next. And again, not having that business plan, like, like the fantastic concept was there, but that's where we failed. Now, there's always going to be risk in business, and a leader's job is to make sure that we minimize that. We have to make sure that we bring the people around us and support them. And I've talked about this hundreds of times, but being a business leader these days is about minimizing risk and taking care of your people. The good old days of dictatorships and, you know, all the talk and and no walk, that is so, so far behind us in today's business climate. We have to make sure that we are spending time with people, that we are supporting them. A leader's job isn't about telling people what to do. It's about working with them, showing them what they need helping them, walking through the the fire with them. Now, I've often said the School of Hard Knocks is open for business every day, and at this point, I can tell you, I'm at the university level. I've certainly paid my dues, and I know that I've got more classes coming. But we need to learn from the painful experiences and, and reflect on them. Take that time to sit back and go, what went really wrong here, and why did it go wrong? Because that's so important. If you don't take the lesson, you've completely wasted your time. A lot of times, the lessons here are embrace that opportunity to grow. The lessons you learn can apply to you both at work and at home. You can maybe even, I mean, some of the crazier entrepreneurs, I don't know who you are, even welcome a bit of failure every once in a while because like any kind of pain that's out there, you learn from it. And I'm going to say from the time we were little kids when our parents told us don't touch the stove or don't stick your fingers in that electrical socket, we did it anyway. Guess what? We stopped right after the first time because we learned that painful lesson. Well, life is just that way. It's going to teach us those hard, painful lessons Sometimes we learn them the easy way, sometimes we luck out, but I'm going to tell you, if you don't have a few scars on your back from some hard work, you really aren't an entrepreneur, you really aren't uh, someone that's growing a business or a true leader, because we learn that stuff the hard way, and we're not opposed to taking risk, but I'm going to tell you, failure comes when you don't have calculated risk, and that means thinking it through, I talked about this earlier, 
making sure that you have minimized it because you've planned, you've brought your team together. The collective intelligence is always so much smarter than the one individual in the room. And we have to make sure that we use that team and work together. Because if I don't have the collection, the collective intelligence together, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to suffer. I got a story to share you with you a little from one of my neighbors, and this is going back a few years ago. It was a bit of a windy day, and he decided he needed to burn some garbage. So, of course, he started that up. The wind took the fire across the yard towards one of his sheds. The shed caught fire. Before you know it, the fire department's out there. They're busily putting it out. The fire gets put out. Off they go but they didn't get properly into the walls behind the shed and the thing started burning again because the wind was just howling. I mean, I don't know why he was having a fire, but he did. But at the end of the day, his failure here was a number of things. One, he wasn't prepared because he didn't have things nearby like a fire extinguisher or a garden hose or something like that to put out the fire. Secondly, it was a windy day. Like really, what was he thinking? But that's what happens. So again... The failures here are make sure you're paying attention to what you're doing. Have a plan. Learn from it. All of us know on a windy day, sparks are going to fly. Make sure that you are prepared. If it's too windy, do it tomorrow. Throw the garbage out instead of burning it. But there's a lesson to be had from this particular failure. Be prepared. Never forget what the Boy Scouts are up to. So let's go into the fire this week with my good friend, Theo Heinemann. She's the president of One Life Workplace Safety Solutions, and she has a great story to share about near misses on the job site. Now, for those of you that don't know what a near miss is, it's the opportunity to log something that's happened that didn't cause an injury so that we can learn the lesson and move forward without a failure. Let's go into the fire. Okay, so today we're going to share a story that involves both safety and fire. So I picked one, I mean, it, there's so many of them, but in our business, in the world of safety management, uh, it's our passion to send workers home safe at the end of the day. And one of the things that is a key fundamental principle of safety management is hazard near misreporting. And it's, it's so shocking to me how many organizations don't understand the value of near misses. And they're actually messengers from the future. I think that life is so um, intelligent and it's so supportive of us. If we're paying attention, we can actually avoid serious incidents. So this is an example of a company and I'm actually holding the incident investigation in my hand and it was super unfortunate. And this was a small um, asbestos abatement company and they were doing a job uh, in downtown Winnipeg and they there's a ramp involved uh, in the construction site and they had a genie lift and in using their smarts they decided that they would put a two by four chocks under this genie lift on the ramp even though you're not supposed to be on a ramp with a genie lift but they had the chocks in place uh, and on a, I think it was a Friday um, they observed that the wheels came off the ramp as they were working and it was a near miss uh, and so they decided that it's really not really very smart of us to be using the genie lift on the ramp so when we're continuing to work uh, the next workday we're for sure going to use a scaffold. So there was actually text involved between the owner and the workers. They did a safety talk on the next working day. They talked about the near miss that they had the previous work day. They talked about the fact that we're going to have a scaffold. But for whatever reason, they decided to use the genie lift. So you probably know where this is going. So they figured that, well, because on the day previous, there was two people in the genie lift, that's probably why the wheels came off the ramp. But 
on this day, there's only gonna be one person in the genie lift, so we should be fine. So they actually nailed down this chalk, this two by four, they nailed it down with concrete screws. That's a bright idea. Even though you shouldn't use a genie lift on a ramp, just saying. Um, but as they were working, that actually the supervisor was in the lift himself and the genie lift was creeping forward to reach the work that they needed to reach. Uh, and all of a sudden the genie lift started to slide back and the momentum actually had it jump that, those, that, that um, two by four chocks that they had put in place. And it actually pinned the supervisor against the boiler pipe. Um, and he was pinned there. So he had been leaning down to do his work and he stood up to grab his controls. And as he stood up, the basket slid under. Um, uh, uh, we're just, maybe you can't imagine it, but none, needless to say, it pinned him against the boiler pipe. And so there he was screaming um, because he was being burned. So one worker got so freaked out, he actually left the site. He actually took off. Um, just the brain shutting down and not being able to function. Um, and it took quite a few minutes before they were able to peel him out and they had no way of getting up there. They had not thought about their rescue plan. So they had done a hazard assessment. They identified the hazard. They knew it was a serious issue. They failed to uh, listen to the wisdom. Um, and when the workers mid job said, hey, we don't think this is safe. The supervisor said, hey, just get it done. Let's just do it. And the interesting thing was it was the supervisor that was injured and guess who felt a tremendous amount of guilt? It was actually the workers who felt horribly guilty. Um, so we had a third degree burns here. This person was hospitalized in Health Science Center for some time. And then of course, after an incident like this happens, what happens? Obviously there's gonna be a stop work order. Obviously there's gonna be the regulator on site. Now there's gonna be an investigation um, and it's really, really costly. So there's the pain and suffering. There's the cost of the job. There's the relationship with your client. You know, having the regulator shut down your work site is not a great way to build relationships. So this is my story. We see this, this is an example of what happens over and over again. So we're given uh, a system of hazard nearness reporting so that we can identify ahead of time. And, and if we do have incidents, it's really important that you build your hazard nearness reporting system. Um, because your near misses are messengers from the future. So it doesn't matter whether you're in a system where you have a spark um, and you know something almost caught on fire. We've also had those incidences. I could tell you those too. Uh, about you know welders who you know lit themselves on fire and there was near misses that nobody talked to anybody because they didn't think it was important to talk about. So that's my into the fire safety story and best wishes for you all for a safe season. So I want to thank Theo for a great story on near misses and how important they are. And we know safety is important on the workplace. We have so many people working here at Bison and I do not want any of them going home hurt every day. In many cases, I know who their wives are, their husbands are, their children, in some cases, grandchildren. Some of the people started here without kids as single people and now they have full families and I want them going home safe every day. This is important to me. A near miss is something that we can learn from to avoid failure to make sure that you come home in one piece because there's nothing worse than being hurt or worse. And we're in the life protection business. We have to make sure we lead that. We talk about leadership earlier in the monologue. We talk about all those other things. But today I need everyone to think about how to be safe when they're on a job site and as they're going into the fire. So I know you learned something from today's episode of Into the Fire. 
Here's your opportunity to do something for your family and friends. Share this episode with them so that when they're in the workplace, whether at the cottage or whether the neighbor's burning down a shed, you got to make sure that you are being safe. Make sure that you're aware of those near misses and have a little fun as you're out there. Life isn't about being safe and not enjoying yourself. Together, we can make your world a safer place. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Into the Fire. I'm Rob Reed. Hope to see you again next week.